Human beings aren't wired to construct, implement, and audit strict financial plans for themselves. We are not given to adhere to regimented household budgets or to consistently examine the opportunity value of our dollars. Instead, it's in our nature to spend our money fluidly and without substantial introspection or prioritization of resources. We buy what we want, when we can, and then we retrofit justifications as to why the money spent was the right decision made. This is not an attempt to disparage our financial tendencies, but rather an effort to understand them for what they are, and that is a path of least resistance and a mechanism for wish fulfillment. In understanding this, we can set a framework in which the easiest path is the right path and in which the most fulfilling uses for our wealth are structurally prioritized. This episode is automation. You are listening to Aspirational Wealth, a podcast to help you to build, grow, and protect your money. Investment and finance are complicated subject matters, but the better you understand them, the better you can put your resources to work in the service of your life's aspirations. Now, here's your host, Dan Mayer. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the third episode of Aspirational Wealth. My name is Dan Mayer, and I am your humble host. I appreciate you listening in as always, and I think we've got a good one today, so let's dive right in. Last episode, you figured out what you have, your assets, what you owe, your liabilities, what you make, your income, and what you spend, your budget. In doing so, you've basically identified where you are on a financial map, as well as what funds are left after expenses on a given month-to-month basis, which is your discretionary income that we can hopefully utilize to continue to build your wealth with in a way that best reflects your personal goals and your financial values. In today's episode, we are going to talk about habits and more specifically about how we can set ourselves up for success in creating financial habits that best reflect our aspirations and life goals. My favorite recent book on this subject is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a fantastic book and inside of it, Mr. Clear lays out a perfect allegory that is applicable to our topic today. So I thought I'd read the passage. It goes, Imagine you are holding a garden hose that's bent in the middle. Some water can flow through, but not very much. If you want to increase the rate at which water passes through the hose, you have two options. The first option is to crank up the valve and force more water out. The second option is to simply remove the bend in the hose and let water flow through naturally. Trying to pump up your motivation to stick with a hard habit is like trying to force water through a bent hose. You can do it, but it requires a lot of effort and increases the tension in your life. Meanwhile, making your habits simple and easy is like removing the bend in the hose. Rather than trying to overcome the friction in your life, you reduce it. With regards to good financial habits, you can reduce that friction by implementing processes of automation. Don't force yourself to proactively make the right money choices every month, but rather mechanize your plan so that those right decisions are made in an automatic way with little to no effort on your part. The 
The simplest formula to building wealth is to make more than you spend and to invest what you're able to save. Furthermore, the likelihood is that your principal determinant of financial success will not be the asset allocation or performance of your investments, but rather the way in which you manage your financial habits. The controls are probably going to be more impactful than the variables, and the positive habits that you are most likely to keep are the ones that come the easiest. Pardon the interruption, but we have an obligatory disclosure. Even though I'm a financial advisor, this show is not financial advice because I don't know you. I don't know your circumstance, your objectives, your time horizon, your risk tolerance, your tax liability, your estate planning dynamic, and what makes you tick. In the absence of all that, this show is instead an educational podcast on general best practices in personal finance and investment. Before you do anything actionable, consider strongly if it is a suitable decision for you. Now back to the show. So, how do you automate your financial habits? Well, to be candid, it's going to take some front-loaded effort in order to build the watch so that it keeps time on its own. As with every good habit, the forming comes with less gratification early on and more afterwards. The first time you go to the gym in a long time, you can expect to be sore. The first time you opt for the salad instead of the cheeseburger, you can expect to be unsatisfied. Likewise, unless you have an abnormal interest in organization, the initial automation process is likely to be less than enjoyable for you. However, suck it up. Rip it off like a band-aid and be thankful you did later on. The gratifying part is coming, I promise. Let's get to it then. Step one in your automation process will be to look at your budget. Ultimately, the name of the game is to have as much discretionary income left over after your expenses as possible, and then to automate where everything remaining will go according to your goals. Therefore, it's imperative to identify the spending in your budget that neither improves your quality of life or reflects your goals. Take aim at the superfluous expenditures in your life and cut them out. Understand that you are playing a zero-sum game. Step two will be to clearly pinpoint and prioritize your goals and financial values. For each of them, you're essentially going to make a bucket that we are going to systematically fill based on where they fall on your priority list. For example, there should be buckets established for retirement, children's education expenses, vacations, home improvement, second home purchases, and so on and so forth. Each goal should have an established time horizon so that we may choose a suitable savings and investment strategy and vehicle for it. Buckets can be comprised of bank accounts, brokerage accounts, and qualified retirement plans. Be mindful of the fact that you will sometimes have to reconcile the more effective financial bucket with the goals that are more important to you from a qualitative perspective. Prioritizing a bucket for family vacations will have a decretive effect on your wealth accumulation, but hopefully an accretive effect on your overall happiness. Step three is to set up systematic bi-weekly or monthly account transfers that fill each of your buckets. Don't put yourself in a position where you have to make the right financial decisions repeatedly, but make the right decisions up front and set them to be perpetual. With your employer-sponsored accounts, I've always preferred saving what you're comfortable with as a percentage of your income so that you additionally automate increases as your salary goes up as well. Finally, 
Step four is to choose and allocate investments on your short, mid, and long-term buckets in an appropriate manner. This step can be fairly complicated, and so we will revisit it in our subsequent episode of Allocation. Listen, I know what you're thinking. This is a lot. And that's probably why two-thirds of American adults don't bother doing it. But remember that the one-third who do are empirically better off for it. So, as you persevere through the labor-intensive and ungratifying beginning of building solid financial habits for yourself and your household, rest assured that your reward is coming in the form of a greater sense of security, freedom, and self-determination. There's a quote from Samuel Johnson that I think is pretty fitting. It goes, the chains of habit are too weak to be felt until they are too strong to be broken. This is especially true when it comes to our financial lives, as we have only a finite amount of time and earning potential available to us with which we have to build our wealth. Small positive habits over a longer period of time allow us to leverage the power of compounding interest to our benefit. Conversely, small negative habits over time will have compounding adverse consequences for your financial well-being. Therefore, it's important to set yourself up on the right path as soon as possible. You certainly don't have to be perfect, but try to be intentional with how you manage your resources. The best way to ensure this is to automate good financial choices so that you don't have to make them over and over again. Simply remove the bend in the hose and make it easier to make the responsible choices than the irresponsible ones. That is the show, and we will pick it back up in a couple of weeks. Take care.